What up, Snapback fam? On this episode of Snapback Sports Pod, the playoffs have taken a turn. The injuries are awry, and Giannis Antetokounmpo is hurt. We're recording this before Game 6 of Clippers Sun, so hopefully CB3 is in the finals at the time of listening. We talk RJ Barrett and Ben Simmons' trade value in terms of Dame Lillard, Dennis Schroeder asking for 120 mil, ranking the top side dishes, and a Stanley Cup check-in from Eagleson. Snapback fam, new app. The Baltimore Ravens select Lamar Jackson. I'm a Raven. His own. All year. Every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh! He broke his ankles! What up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Settleman. Join me today, and as always, my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, what is on your mind today? I don't know how long this podcast is going to last today. Holy shit, I'm going to die from heat exhaustion. I recorded a video for the MLB. I'm trying to get in the... Weird flex? Weird flex? No, no, not for them. I'm trying to get in their TikTok creator program, creator class. Um, So I was in Central Park. It was about 146 degrees out. Go to the TikTok, tag MLB on the post. By the time you're listening to this, hopefully the post will be up. You could win a free jersey from the Snapback Sports Pod. But Abe, I was thinking, I've seen you try your hand at some TikTok stuff before. Would you ever think about making a funny video to be be part of the TikTok creators? Would I ever think about making a funny video, Jack? You know how many TikToks cross my mind on a daily basis where I know I, for a fact I could go viral? All right, I'm going to send you the video okay. that we that we ended up making. Um, it's why I've got no Tani jersey on right now. And then you kind of use it as inspiration. Obviously, you won't do the same thing. But like, what if we're both TikTok creators? My issue we- is like, I don't know how to use the app. Like, they do the craziest transitions and effects and shit. Can we get the intern to learn that? He he's been learning his video editing stuff, so but, maybe. But back to what's on my mind, dude. <laughs> this weather on the East Coast. First off. I was going to suggest in the group this morning that maybe we just all record the podcast naked today. Okay. And not to mention, I've turned off the AC in my apartment as usual because it's too loud. And I actually think it's 10 degrees hotter in my apartment because of how big my apartment is with the high ceilings because we make a shit ton of nice money flex. on this podcast. Nice flex, yeah. Since we make millions of dollars on this podcast, I can afford a penthouse mansion apartment. I've slept naked without a blanket for the last three days what do you think about tmi tmi no i don't know you know it's a thing though no i don't know if that i mean i have too but i don't know if that's like the vibe of the pod like i think no pants for the record i have have clothes on right now i I know but i'm just i'm picturing you sleeping naked i don't know if people listening yeah okay we're gonna move on to the nba playoffs but i think i sleep naked like the nba the nba playoffs um we're, we're recording this on 6 30 which is a wednesday so post the Giannis injury still don't have the report pre suns clippers game number six damn uh you said we don't have the injury report dr granoff reporting for duty Giannis is fucked yeah as someone first off that sucked last night let's just say that like the whole arena went silent every like even i texted you i was like damn that blows and it's like Giannis is getting hurt and it's just Listen, with someone who has experience in watching their favorite athletes suffer lower body injuries, I know there were talks like it might just be a hyperextension. Let's hope it's not an ACL. Obviously, you hope 
you assume that Giannis is done for the playoffs. And Correct. now our hope is just, will he be okay for next year? Hyperextension or not, he's out for the playoffs. Like, that's how that works. The way that knee bent, it was like almost like, like on the that, kept, that's the only reason like why the, I think the skin it could wasn't be a protruding. Yeah, the bone wasn't protruding through the skin, but it almost had like that uh, Kevin Ware, Sean Livingston, like Paul George, Gordon Hayward, like gross esque injury. Maybe it was because it was Giannis, but it's like at least now we know, right? Now we know that these playoffs don't count, right? <laughs> Uh, like you're gonna sit here and tell me we're gonna watch fucking Hawks and Suns in the finals, and you can look me in the eye as a man and say, "Yep, legit." I just can't believe the Atlanta Hawks are going to go to the NBA Finals. By the are way, they? I do think I think Trey will be out for Game Five, which will be super interesting because obviously Giannis will be out too. So which shell of a team wins that back in Milwaukee? But I think if Trey makes it back for Game Six and Seven, I think they can win the series. So. The Atlanta, I think the Hawks should be favored to win the series now. I really do. If I, if last year or before this NBA season started and I said, Jack, we're going to do the waffle shop challenge and I'm going to leave in waffle house, waffle house House challenge. And I'm going to leave in three hours. I'm going to do it in three hours, which would mean I ate 21 waffles in three hours. Correct. Mm -hmm. Would you have more trouble believing that? Or if I looked you in the eye last October and said the Hawks and Suns are going to be in the finals, I the actually Hawks think you believe. Suns. I the don't Hawks think that's true. No, no, no. I would true. not believe the Hawks and Suns would be exactly. In the finals. You would think yeah. I have a better chance of completing the Waffle House. House Challenge in three hours. That's correct. And now you're sitting here and telling me that whoever lifts that trophy, it's legit. Dude, it's Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton versus like a really good Atlanta team. Like they are really solid. I can't even say they're really good. No. They're really <laughs> solid. They're really solid. With Trey, they, they're pretty good. They're pretty freaking good with Trey. They're a good team. They're a but, really good team. They're but, not but, great. They're a really good team with Trey Young. They but good, really good or team. really good teams don't go to the NBA no. finals. They no, get they the don't. they get the four or five seed and they get bounced in the second round. Even even in like a weird time like the heat i guess the heat went like what's this hawks team any different than the heat yeah really like oh both of them don't count right obviously yeah i mean this is another mickey mouse i actually think the bubble should count more than what we're watching this nba playoffs i think the last 10 titles should not count i'm in i didn't my team didn't win one of them a lot of LeBron titles, though, in there. But they keep the jewelry. Isn't that our keep rule? The, keep the jewelry. Let's flip to the West. Clippers at home against the Suns. I've said it all series long. I've been saying for a while. I'm not one of those who will go on the record and be like, this Suns run is stupid. It doesn't count. Like, Chris Paul's entire playoff career has been just unluckiness. Every year, there's a, there's a pivotal injury that helps a team go to the finals. Kyrie and Love. Uh, Draymond suspension plus Steph's banged up. Last year, Jim uh, Bam's hurt, Goran's hurt. Like there is every single Katie year play with Toronto. Yeah, exactly. Every year there's injury, so I, that's not like for me. Um, I'm not going to use that, but it is how I use it to gauge teams. Like I, I can be honest in saying the Suns are a very good team, but once again, like they beat the Nuggets, no Murray. They beat uh, the Lakers when AD got banged up. Like it's not like they're not very good. They're just not like. 10 and two in their last 12. Good. You know, no Kawhi Leonard. 
So for that reason, if you watch the series, the eight and tip in, if that doesn't happen, it's split one, one game three, which Phoenix wins uh, game three. Yeah, no game four, which Phoenix wins in LA. It was 83 to 84 to 80. Like no one could score. That game could have gone either way. So like the Clippers could have won that three, one, and then they win game five. Like the series could legit be over for the Clippers. So I think tonight will be interesting, but Chris Paul never been to the finals. Couldn't take the Clippers to the conference finals. Known for blowing 3-1 leads. The chance to close it out I'm glad in that you Staples. Said he, he's known for blowing them and not maybe the guy that was coaching him. <laughs> Who's Oh, Doc Rivers. <laughs> uh, and we can talk about that in a second. Nah, we're good. The coaching. But chance to close it out in Staples tonight to go to your first finals. That Like, if it gets to seven, oh, no. Oh, I'm, also, no. I'm, glad, I'm glad you said that. Because this is always what I think when a team that's going home for going on the road for game five, like the Clippers did, that's down 3 1. There's always that do not let them win this game. Mm-hmm. Because this might sound crazy, but I would rather be the Clippers right now than I would be the Suns down 3 2. Especially with the Chris Paul kind of. Uh... What's that word when it just hovers around? Not like an omen, not like a, oh my God, I can't think of You're it. You're asking but, me for words? Yeah, no, that's why I know I was kind of shit out of luck. But you've got that whole Chris Paul narrative. Like CB3 even addressed it when they went up 3-1, which I thought was wild for him to say, I've had <clears> bad <throat> luck. I've blown these leads. The only thing that's kind of keeping me together is the fact that like it's the Clippers. It's Paul George in the playoffs. Like, there are things that happen to them just as evenly as they happen to Chris Paul that it's like, which evil, which evil is going to win out? And I truly do think one bad half from Paul George over the next four halves, potentially two games, and the Suns can take care of business. But if he puts up 40 and 12 uh, again, shooting, there's yeah, nothing you can do. Then, then he's the best player in the series. So I think Paul George has kind of relinquished a lot of demons can the Clippers organization really come back from? I love how we say to- organization as if Steve Ballmer, as if the, the shareholders are suiting up tonight and playing. I like, mean, no. Steve, ba- Steve Ballmer will be as sweating well. as much. Yeah, exactly. I mean, not more than me. He will not be sweating more than I am right now. <laughs> um, but let's talk about Ty Lu because Ty Lu has been in the media the last couple weeks obviously because of how good he is when he's facing elimination something along the lines of i don't know 10 and 2 when facing elimination in the playoffs there's a couple other stats people are saying ty Lu is like popovich is the best coach in the nba just by default until he retires but people are saying ty Lu is that second guy and i want to say something are you gonna say you're wrong again no 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 no. quite oh, the opposite okay. <laughs> um if you go back to the beginning of this NBA season, Ty Lue was on the market. He was linked to the 76ers as a as a, uh, a coaching candidate. And by all means, he was going to be the Sixers head coach until out of nowhere, the Clippers fired Doc, and then it kind of shifted to Doc. If you go back and you probably look at our text about Ty Lue and when he was going to become a Sixer. I can do that. No, I, no, message, I message his search. I message his search. No, I'm sure you're good. Um, and I actually don't think I'm the only one in this. But when the, his name was linked to the 76ers, I was hacked. I was hacked. I talked. I didn't. Whoever hacked my account 
and my phone talked all the shit on Ty Lue in the world. And I, listen, I know basketball, right? But I don't know like extreme X's and O's like these guys do. So it's hard for me to evaluate Ty Lue on that, like his game to game adjustments and stuff like that. I can do that if I'm watching the highlights, but like Ty Lue is getting all this praise now just because of this like 10 and two record facing elimination. Is that like game adjustments? Is that him being yeah. a motivator? Like what is it, it? it? It's all been around the game adjustments. So he's kind of shuffled game one. He, he's stole this book from LeBron maybe, or maybe Brown stole from him. Game one has actually one, been, has been a feeling out process. He actually plays like these 10 man rotations. He's testing boogies, testing Rondo. He's t- testing the guy Kennard. that we hired plays those 10 man rotations in a game seven. <laughs> seven. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's different bookends. And then he kind of figures it out. And so they got down 0-2 in the first two series, now down 3-1. And he's been pulling the right strings that have made noticeable impact. The most notable, I think, is the going small ball against Gobert and actually using Gobert against the Jazz in that game six to close him out at home. Now, on the so flip side, giving, if you... So if, wait, 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 let me stop you there. So we're giving this guy credit for making Rudy Gobert look bad? <laughs> Which is hard to do defensively, I'm not going to lie. Gobert's a, he's a pretty good defender. The man got memed. Yeah, okay, anyways. But if you want something to stick on to, a lot of people have been like diminishing Ty Lue's adjustments because they're pretty much like Twitter adjustments, meaning like anyone who watches the game has tweeted about him. Like it's very clear what they should have been doing. And he actually is taking a while to do them. That's why they fell down 0-2-0-2 and now 3-1. Then he kind of makes those last ditch adjustments and people are like, well, why not make the adjustments, you know, after at least game one? So they think they discovered something with the small ball again. Aiton have been beasting. They were kind of matching him. Then Zubats gets hurt. So he's forced, you know, his hand is forced to go small, to go into these zones. And they were really effective last game. Aiton had by far his worst game this series. So I assume they'll stick with that small ball lineup. I think really good for Phoenix, though, although Aiton's been their third best player all playoffs. I do think Phoenix can play small. They've got CB3 Booker, Bridges, Jay Crowder. Cam Johnson off the bench. So I think they can match up better than than Phoenix or than Utah or the Mavs could have because those big men were even bigger liabilities. But um, I've got good news for you. Credit to Ty Lue. I've got good news for you. This series is going to go to a game seven. The Clippers are going to win tonight. But I like what you said about can you trust Paul George to have four consecutive good halves in the playoffs? And I don't think you can. I've got the Suns in seven. Yeah, I, I that's kind of how I feel. So with that being said, um, with that I, being said, the Suns will probably win tonight and Jack and I will be wrong. Yeah, exactly. I want to go to game one of the finals, uh, pending in Phoenix. So I'm going to call Phoenix's ticket office right now and see okay. what Thank the you for calling the Phoenix Suns arena ticket office. If you want to hear this message in English, plus one. I want to. I want to. So we're going to buy through TickPick. Press two. But do Spanish. No. What was what was English number one? Yes. I don't. If I spoke Spanish, if it was French, we'd get Eagleson on. Okay, so we're we're open right now. We're open. We're closed Saturday, Sunday, and major. I got the hours. You're open. Or special ticket sale. You're open. Tickets can be purchased online at Ticketmaster.com. Dude, land the plane. (laughs) To see more, please make your selection from one of the following. 
For a list of upcoming events, press 1. I know when the game for is. wheelchair accessible seating no. or to speak to a ticket office staff. I have a wheelchair in my apartment. Two. To purchase season tickets, press All right, three. let's try two. Let's, okay, here we go. I, so we'll get. Thanks for calling Phoenix Suns Arena. This is Christine. How can I help you? Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, I was looking into pending the Suns go to the finals, um, some finals tickets. Would you be able to help mm -hmm. me with that? Um, they're not on sale yet. They'll possibly go on sale tomorrow. Either way, if we win or lose. Ooh. We just don't have any times yet. But you would have to look at suns.com in order to find out that information. She sounds okay. nervous. We won't be here till 10 o'clock tomorrow. Okay, so you're putting them up win or lose. Wow, that feels risky, but I, I think we're going to win get a, tonight. Get a score prediction. Do you think... Mm -hmm. So what do you think the score is going to be tonight? I have no idea. Okay, fair well, enough. No shit, and then, none of us And do. then when... Where do I... Do I call you back when the tickets are up, or I? No, we don't. We don't sell them on the phone unless you need accessible or limited mobility. You can buy them online at Ticketmaster.com, or you can go to mm, Suns.com. Sorry, I'm out, sweetheart. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye. You're welcome. Bye. -bye. Right. What a coward! Well, obviously, obviously, what, a, we're what not... an absolute coward! Ab like you work <laughs> for the Suns ticket department, and like, like have some fun. Like your job. Listen, I'm not. I'm not one to speak on anyone's job, right? How fun could it be answering bozos like you on the phone? <laughs> Which you were really respectful. Thank but you're you. asking a fun, lighthearted question like, can I get a score prediction? And then she's saying, if we win or lose, that's a coward move. She's yeah, afraid. It, it's clearly Suns Clippers are going to seven. Yeah, Clippers are a lock. And we'll not be using Ticketmaster. We'll be using TickPick. Use code JACK. But I was trying to see like face value, if they would sell me any of those. But I assume those are all booked up. Hi, so. will you sell me face value tickets? Oh, sorry. Those are all sold out. I'm not sure you know who I am. <laughs> you ever pull that? I'm not sure you know who I am. I've never pulled that you know. I have. Do, do you know who I am? I have. What, like, what's Chipotle? When they say like the chicken will be ready in five minutes. I'm sorry. Do you know who I am? And what do they say? No, no, no sir. No, please, they don't. please, please stand over there and wait sir, for the chicken. Sir, this is Chipotle. <laughs> uh all right so we'll we'll stay tuned on that but the olympics the olympics tipped off last night and uh sorry qualifiers or practice i don't know rj bear was playing in a canada jersey people were excited rick patino was caught on a hot mic cursing out his team um canada won no, rj no bear no strippers for them after that game <laughs> i actually think rj barrett's trade value jumped by like eight percent when he hit that step back three because i've never seen him hit a step back three before in my life so that was crazy i posed a question on twitter you thought i was out of my mind as usual because i think you're the most biased person about the sixers ever um i said who has more trade value as of today rj bear to ben simmons ben simmons wins the poll 51 percent What's your thoughts? And by the way, fam, this is let let's propose Abe. Let's make our proposals. You're the GM of the Sixers, which we got to get Daryl on the show. By the way, he follows me on Twitter. This is ridiculous. I'm the GM of the Knicks. Our proposals for Damian Lillard. Go ahead. Gotcha. Okay. You pick up the phone. You call the Phoenix or the Portland Trailblazers. You act respectful, and then you say, "We want Damian Lillard," and they say, "Okay, what's your offer?" And you hand them your list of your roster, and you cross off the name Joel Embiid, and you say, here is our offer. <laughs> and that is as simple as it gets. Anyone not named Joel Embiid with as many picks as they want, that is what you offer. And that is how you say going all in. 
let's go through the teams that have essentially gone all in. The Lakers traded all their picks and everything for AD, going all in. Brooklyn traded everything, got Harden, going all in. The Sixers still have all their assets and young talent to make that other move. So going like you can be a championship contender. Don't say anything. I see Who? your face. Who Shut can? Up. Shut your mouth. You're not a champion. You and the Nuggets, championship contenders this year. Shut up. Shut up. You can be a championship contender without going all in. And then that going all in move sends you over the top. Now, I saw the video of RJ Barrett. And I know that your your Twitter feed is catered mostly to Knicks, to Knicks like fans and Knicks bias. The funniest part about that was how Knicks Twitter was going up in flames saying RJ added this to his bag. Dude, it's been a month. You think he just magically added a step back three in a month? Do I dare? Do you want to go through how many videos of Ben Simmons shooting he a three-pointer I can send though. you? He did it in a live game. I'm not saying Mitchell Robinson in his pickup Mitch, which is literally a better version Against of Kevin Against Giannis's Durant. nieces and nephews of Greece. <laughs> Come on, dude. You know better than that. He did it in a game, though. He did it in a game. He's 20 years old. So truthfully, what would I offer? Make an offer. Truthfully, what I would offer. And it it wouldn't be this much, I don't think. It wouldn't take this much. Ben, Theibel, Milton, Maxi, two first-rounders, two pick swaps. That beats anything you said. I would do that. Who says no? Who says no? Portland, potentially. Why? Because it puts them in a very weird spot where they're serious contenders for the play-in spot, like the number ten play-in spot. Like if you're trading Damian, tickets. if you're tra- if you're trading Damian Lillard, I really think you're in full-blown Thunder tank mode for a year. You then you know you let CJ go to somewhere, you get a, a few more picks for him. You let everyone else kind of walk. Um, you don't resign. Oh, we Norman also Powell. get Coving. We also get Covington in that deal. Oh, you want Roko back? Yeah, whatever. Okay. Um, so, yes, I, I'm consistent in saying that is probably the best value, but I don't know if it puts teams in the right spot. And once again, I think this trade value, RJ versus, versus Ben, Ben's the better player today. RJ Barrett over two seasons and now one uh, Olympic qualifier performance has shown a chart like this. <laughs> I can't believe you just threw in one <laughs> Olympic qualifier. <laughs> His chart That's goes a, from like, you know what? If you can throw in an Olympic qualifier into RJ stock, then why well, Ben's can't not I, playing in the Olympics? But why can't why can't I throw in Ben Simmons open gym videos where he's because it's not staff. a real game. It's not and, a real and, game. And Canada versus Greece is a real game <laughs> in an Olympic. It's televised. Yeah. It's televised. <laughs> On right, what channel? Anyways, over from year one to two, you see growth right in the right direction. I genuinely don't know how much better Ben Simmons has gotten. Since he won Rookie of the Year, I think it is. Tell you his graph he definitely went up. Is that it went up for a couple of years, and then this year ending in that playoffs, it's going in the wrong direction, and people just don't like to buy depreciating assets. And I think the only reason why oh, look at Mister Hardo out here using the term depreciating assets. <laughs> no, Shut up, look, he's twenty four. But that's the th- that's the problem. He is twenty four. He's now played five years in the league, and and he just has never continue to take the next step and i think like you're so convinced as a philly fan because you see the raw talent that when he goes elsewhere he's gonna i i would bet if i had to 
If my life was on the line, will Ben Simmons develop into a jump shooter? I would bet no. Define that. What's a jump shooter? Give me a player comparison. Like the floor of what you're saying he would develop to in terms of a jump shot. Like, like, a, like a Serge Ibaka? Sure. Like a corner three elbow threat? No, no. I don't even think he'll ever be shooting threes. I'm talking like confidence well, to shoot. Well, he had his first career three against the Knicks. So. I'm talking confidence. Yeah, three years ago. Three oh, calendar three calendar years ago. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> what can I say? So, so I think that's the worry is like you've seen that RJ – I really think, and so everyone keeps saying this to me, the reason the Sixers want to trade Ben is not because they don't think he's good. Correct. They want to make it someone else's problem. No. It becomes wrong. someone else's problem, not a gift. It becomes a problem. It becomes a gift if they figure it out. But from day one, it will be a problem. It will be a media thing. It, like It will be everything around Ben Simmons. And I just don't know if he flips that switch. That doesn't mean without the jumper, he's not a fine player, but the potential. So I think today, because of those graphs, it's pretty even. Now, uh, as Jack Settleman, general manager of the New York Knicks, I would like to offer (sighs) Obi Toppin. Oh, all right. Send it. RJ Barrett. You got him. Emmanuel quickly and four picks. And you cannot sit here and look me in the eye and tell me that's a better offer than the Sixers. I think it's about even. I think it's dead even. You're out of your mind. I think it's dead even. You're out of your Mati- mind. Like Matisse, Matisse, Milton, and Maxi versus Obi and Quickly and our picks being lower down. Is he, Abe, Maxi and Quickly are, you know. Cancel each other out. They, they cancel each other out. Matisse is a fine defender, but he's a fine, fine? defender. He's he's is a great defender. Call, is that what we call all NBA defenders now? Fine. What, when you can't be on the floor for more than twenty minutes a game because you're an offensive liability, like these things oh, cancel each other out. Are you referring to Ben or Matisse? <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> and then Milton. I mean, Milton wasn't even making the rotation. So, like, once again, year. in your head, you're valuing them as like quality. No, you're you're listen. You understand that Ben is more valuable as a trade asset than RJ is. But I don't know what, about but that. But no, shut up. But what you're standing on, and which is fair, I'll give it to you, is for where Portland would be and where they want to be, which asset makes more sense for them. Right. And I get that. But to say who plain out, the question was, who flat out has more trade value? The answer is Ben Simmons. It just depends on the situation. And in Portland's situation, trading Dame is a blow up. And it's like, do you want to start with your – Let's call it a franchise corner piece, whoever that may be, RJ, Ben, or whatever. Do you want to start with the 22-year-old who has consistently developed in his first two years in the league, who is still on a rookie contract and hasn't gotten paid yet? Or do you want to go with the guy who— He's 20, by the way. Whatever. He can't who, even drink. In Canada, he can. In Canada, he can. Or do you want to go with the guy who has built a name for himself in this league? Whether Yeah, up, he has built a name for himself. Whether there. good or bad, but the guy's an all-NBA player, defensive player take, of the year. Take, take a All-Star. step back. Take a, a genuine step back. Would you want Ben Simmons? If I were who? Franchises. Would you yeah. genuinely want... But yeah. why don't why don't you want him in Philly? Because it's, because it's done. That's my it's, point. It's That's my course. point. It becomes no, it's, someone it's else's course. problem. It's run its course with the city. Name teams that you, if you're them, you want, you genuinely want. The Mavs need a star. Do they want Ben Simmons? Um, no. 
Yeah, I actually think they do. No, they don't. They do not. I, if I was OKC, I would love Ben Simmons. Okay. Have fun with Shea Gilders Alexander. Point guard for that's Canada. That's kind of who I want to <laughs> try to get to Philly if we can't get Dame. Oh, that's that's who you're going all in on? You're you're going for it with Shea Dude, Gilders? I don't know. My The heat is getting to my head. <sighs> Is there any other teams in the league that you think can make a legitimate offer for Damian Lillard? Yeah, I think there's a few teams that come to mind even before the Knicks come to mind. Now, would it make sense for them or for the Bla- or for the Blazers? I don't know. But who can offer a legitimate package for them? Teams that come to mind. Sixers, the Pelicans with Ingram and their assets that they have. Um, the Warriors with the seventh pick, Wiseman, Wiggins. Um the Thunder, would it make sense for them to go for Dame? But, like, they can obviously offer the kitchen sink and picks for the next 40 years. Um, and then I would have to think. But those four teams, in my opinion, all put together a better offer for Damian Lillard before you even begin to talk about the Knicks. I mean, that's not true. But I think it is. Um, no. Regardless, uh, I do want to talk to Knicks fans who are listening. Um, I... You know, there's that that offer has been floated around, and Nick's Twitter is like conclusive that they would not so do much, that. You can't deal RJ for Dame Lillard, and you know what? At first, when I sent you that tweet, I was like, "This is an instance where I would use the term ratio, right?" If I were a Knicks fan, someone yeah. said you don't trade RJ for Dame or something like that. I actually think they have a point. I'm starting to think about it. Let me ask you a question. That deal that you just said gets done. Damian mm. Lillard is a New York Nick. Where are the Knicks right now? They're not a championship contender. They're kind of where Portland was just in the East. It's like, does it? I mean, then you, you're the fact that you already have Damian Lillard. You play in New York City. Then it's like you can use that to parlay it into other moves. But just looking at the move in a microscope, it's like if the Sixers got Damian Lillard, you're pairing one of the most lethal point guards literally of all time with one of the most dominant forces of all time and a complimentary. It's the same thing like if we would have got Harden. It makes sense. We can go win a championship. If the Knicks got Damian Lillard, what is the expectation going into next year? Because it's not conference finals. It's win a playoff series, I think. Sure. And it's like, why and, do you want to do, do all that to, to, do in the, to get to the second round? But like I said, if that move were to happen – it would kind of, in the eyes of Knicks fans, be the domino that falls that leads to other moves of people wanting to come play with Dame, wanting to come play in New York City. But just in that move by itself, it doesn't make correct. That We're not much title sense. favorites tomorrow. The same way that Kyrie and KD signed, and Brooklyn wasn't title favorites. They were far from it. Well, KD was coming off the injury. But it put it puts you in the conversation. It absolutely. Damian Lillard on the no, Knicks no, no. puts the Knicks no, in the conversation. Not of winning a title, of being relevant and being a piece away. And then you start to go for it. Then you hope one of your young guys develops and you can ship them off. Then you hope you fill stop gaps and one guy develops. Then you know. Then you start to get into that territory, and those assets that you have are only assets while they're young. Right? We've seen it before. Knox, Nitalikina, like there's so many. That trade would be a lot. It would be a ton. And the Knicks historically have tried to make said, trades like that. You just said the names Knox and Nitalikina and then said that deal would be a lot. That's my point. <laughs> That's my point is like sometimes the bird in hand is better than two in the bush. 
That's just, a saying. That That's just saying. fucked me up. Say That's that one more saying. time. Bird in the hand is better than two in the bush. Bird in the hand is better than... Explain that to me. You, it's better to have the one bird, you got it, over the opportunity to get the two out of the bush. You could end up with two birds, but you have the bird. But you could get two of them. Two is better than one, but two isn't guaranteed. Emmanuel Quickly and RJ Barrett and Obi Toppin are not guaranteed to be all-stars. Damian Lillard is. Nobody getting traded for Damian Lillard will ever be of Damian Lillard's caliber. Exactly. And and I can't harp on Heat fans for saying, I wouldn't trade Hero and all those assets for Harden. It's the same with the Knicks right now. I hope RJ Barrett's the best player in the world, but I think that Damian Lillard will be better than him over the next five years. So... I make the, the move. Twenty years. I make the move. What would we- you say before we move on? Because Damian Lillard has not asked out of Portland. It's just <laughs> right. all these reports, and everyone's running wild with it. What would you give as the head of winning at Underdog? What would you give the percent chance that Damian Lillard gets moved? In general. Yeah, before the start of next season. I still think it's like 25%. I don't think there's a really good chance. But it, it, it comes down to him. Like, they'll have high-quality offers. And Damian Lillard has earned the right to say, okay, it's time get to go. Of, get out of Portland free card. Yeah. But I don't think... I really don't think he's that close to making that move. Um, but who knows? Like, they are... Their free agency could be super interesting. You know, what moves are made. You know what's funny? That... I mean, we live, now we're in an age of the NBA where a superstar is asking out every year. Like it's yeah. just commonplace. And it's like, once they do, it's like, if you're in a front office, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. I want, like, I'm waiting for the first GM who has their star, like Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard's under contract for the next, like, three or four years. Yeah. If I want one GM, when a player asks out, just to be like, nope, we're going like, to keep you. Like, you can sit out. You can sit out, and we're going to keep you on this roster just in spite until your free agency. Like, which which GM is going to be the first one to have the balls to do that? Because then things might change. I think the is Steelers kind of did it to Le'Veon to a degree. Very different. But that that's kind of the moment that a GM did it. We're talking about a running back. I know. You know what I mean? But that is the moment. But yes, I agree with you. That would be that would be crazy. And it should happen. I think it could happen. It might. Like, nah, we'll, we'll suck and I'll deal like with the you're financial. gonna play you signed a contract here like fulfill your obligations or you're getting fined and you're it's like it's like Kyrie and all these people get fined when they don't talk to the media because it's their job it's like okay this is your job if you want out that's fine just waste th- the next three years of your basketball prime that would and then be you can crazy go. and then you Damian Lillard is what 30 years old yeah what if the Portland GM said no, we're not going to deal you. If you want to sit out, go find someone at age 33 as a as a guard. Now, you wouldn't have the the mileage on your tires that because you didn't play the past three years, but forcing the hand of the superstar saying, all right, if you actually mean it, go sit out. That would be that, wild. That's what I want to see. All right, fam. Not that I'm not for the players and everything, but that would be cool. We're going to take a quick break after the break. Ranking side dishes, Dennis Schroeder. He might be sitting out for a decade, and we hear from Eagleson on What the Puck. We'll be right back. All right, fam, we are back. Here we go. The Abe Jinx is alive and well. I saw this in the notes, and you're probably right, just because it's always alive and well, but I have no idea where this is going. 
So I just want to say I was hacked. So England moves on in the Euros. It's coming home. It's It's coming home. But since Abe announcing Golo Conte as his favorite player, France has been eliminated from the tournament. So that's all. It was a small jinx, but you finally get on, you know, cutie and Golo. I mean, I like, I like everyone knows England's my team in my country, but what's his name? Angola, Angola, same shit. Um, first off, can we talk? I didn't watch the France game, but I did see the fact that that what that there's a fucking helicopter literally landing <laughs> on my building right now. You hear that? Um, but I did see the way it ended. Are we ready to talk about Mbappe? I think it's Ungolo's team. <laughs> mental, mental midget. Wow. Nah, Mbappe. Mbappe. Can I ask you a question? I didn't play soccer growing up. I put you right in Mbappe's shoes that time. How many times out of 10 are you making that PK? Against a professional keeper? Mm-hmm. Probably three or four. I was going to say seven or eight. Probably three or four. I mean, in, a, in it's high really school. a guessing game for them, right? Yeah, like but they're, so it's a guessing game. Um, you can place it to where you can score even if they guess right. Um, I'm not – like I just try and – I always just look left and go right and hope that works. Against a pro keeper, um, I don't know how well that would work, so they probably save a bunch of them. But... I, in my PK days, would close my eyes and toe poke. Toe poke, yeah. So they so, have no clue. Yeah, and they're not stopping it with speed, so there's definitely a chance. Also, like, like I feel like at what percent clip do you think you could hit if every single time you just shot it down the middle? Because they guess every time. They can still get the middle. You kind of got to chip it up the middle because then their feet are in the air. I, I don't think you would do very well. I guess we'll never know. I guess we'll never know. Um, but Dennis Schroeder is asking for 100 to $120 million. You're not in, that guy, pal. You're not that guy. <laughs> in free agency. What are you asking for for, for Christmas from Santa? Uh, I can settle for $80 million. Honestly, I'll take Joe Harris money for for seventy three. It's just, um, it's just, it's just like it's the like, self awareness. I was that gonna say, what do you me? think the the moment was in his kitchen? Like, is he like where he's just like as his wife is making him breakfast or whatever? He goes, "Honey, I'm gonna get one hundred twenty million dollars in free agency." <laughs> like, if you're his wife, you turn to him and go, "How do you figure?" <laughs> she do, she goes, she buys a new Gucci purse. And Dennis is like, honey, I, I said $10 million. In Can free. I be honest? Before this season, when he signed with the Lakers, if he had, if someone came out and said he'll warrant that much in free agency after the end of this year, I wouldn't have considered it that far-fetched because yeah. of how big of a role he was going to play for the Lakers. But the way the season ended, the way he played, you're not that guy, pal. Yeah. And Montrez stock down. It's crazy. I thought LeBron was supposed to make his teammates so much better. And all this role guys just wrong direction. Any thoughts, Abe? Uh, the, the Space Jam premiere was last night. Looked yeah. a lot of fun. Yes, Space Jam coming out in two weeks. Should be uh, should be quite fun. Um, all right, let's get on to ranked. We are ranking side dishes, as any sports podcast would, in honor of July 4th. We'll be back on Monday, I think, for a July 4th recording. So, uh, God bless America. But in, in advance of that, um, ranking side dishes. Abe, why don't you begin? Let me start off by saying Jack posted his list in the chat before the episode started, and we typically don't do that. And for content... 
I wanted to steer clear so we could have some fun conversations. That being said, my list is not going to go over well with the listeners. Shall we begin? Number three, Brussels sprouts. Let me tell you this, people. I know you've all grown up and have been shoved down your throat at the fact that Brussels sprouts are disgusting. They smell like this, that. Brussels sprouts are a thing that you understand later in life that you were lied to your entire life about. Like, it's like when when you go like from elementary school to middle school to high school to college, whenever you're at that final stage, for me, it was fifth grade is elementary, the last grade, then eighth, and then senior year. They always say, in middle school, the teacher's not going to hold your hand. In high school, the teacher's not going to hold your hand. In college, the teacher's not going to hold your hand. But they all keep on holding your hand throughout. And it's like you're told all of this, like Brussels sprouts are gross, Brussels sprouts this, that. And then you finally give them a try at like a great steakhouse when they have like some bacon bits in between. I'm here to say that Brussels sprouts have been getting a bad reputation on this planet for decades. And Brussels sprouts are a fantastic side dish. Now, you don't want to do Brussels sprouts at your family barbecue or something like that. But at a steakhouse, out to eat at a restaurant, Brussels sprouts always hit. So the wave of Brussels sprouts feels like it it followed the avocado wave. Like avocados weren't a thing growing up. And then all of a sudden they got hot. No, but it wasn't like avocados, like people talked down on them. I just feel like nobody really. They They weren't a thing. Yeah, they they weren't a thing. And then and now it's in everything, literally everything. But now you used to hear like stories from your parents of like, like Brussels sprouts would smell up the whole house. Like I could never eat them. Like I cried (laughs) at the dinner table. Like they have been getting the worst reputation for generations. So so maybe it's that jump from their rep to their current state. And I've been a part of it. You know, my cousin, my roommate, Max, loves loves crisp Brussels sprouts at the steakhouse with the bacon. I actually think they're they're becoming super overrated. Like I I have them when people order them. They're like too vegetably. Like I've had the best ones, like with the uh, balsamic, like glazed Mm. ones with the bacon. There goes that man. There's so many other sides I'd still rather have. I, I agree. The jump from their rep to where they've gotten, great jump. But it's like R.J. Barrett in the but, last month. But there you honestly. go. That's fine. I, I'm perfectly fine with R.J. Barrett being the Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Let's talk about Ben Simmons. Number three, bacon. This is this is like, is this a side dish? Maybe not, but... It's a breakfast ta- side dish for sure. For sure. Uh, but I'm talking thick cut slab of bacon at a steakhouse. You go, it's their specialty. It's ordered as a side. That bangs, bangs. Right hand up, and it's been on my mind for a long time. I've never had that type of thick cut. Wow. Bacon because, and I'm glad that you said that and you justified it that way. Because bacon, as itself, and I know there are there are bacon apologists out there, like. There's LeBron stands, there's Jordan stands, there's Bacon Apologists. That's usually how it goes in that order. Um, I have never been like a get a side of bacon at breakfast type guy. Like unless it, I don't enjoy eating a bacon strip plain. Like yeah, it has to be in a sandwich, in something for me to actually enjoy bacon. Like if I'm getting a side, I'm going sausage before bacon. Mm. If we're just talking breakfast. No. But that thick cut slab of bacon, there's that... um. What's that burger place in New York that's known for like the dripping egg? Mm, oh, Chevra. 
That's some Fred shit, Eagleson. Yeah, it is. I've always seen that bacon and was like, like, I look at that and I don't say that's bacon. I say, like, that's meat, you know, because of the thickness level. Of it. Okay. Thick with like two kinda, C's. It's like kind of Kendrick Perkins. But Number two, garlic mash. I just love mashed potatoes. And if you, if you get really good mashed potatoes, like, and, it's... and, and, and then don't, don't specify to garlic. Just. I know because the time mashed potatoes are mashed potatoes, but, but mashed potatoes are good. It's like pizza, but to be a top two in my rankings, the best gar- mash are like steakhouse, garlic mash, creamy, fluffy. I like that. It's like delicious. It's like, I think I've said this before, like mashed potatoes, pizza and sex. We'll say it's like when it's, when it's bad, it's good. It's good. When, it's, when it's bad, it's still mashed potatoes, but when it's good, it's great. You know yeah. what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, I actually mm-hmm. said this the other day to my friend. It's like, yeah, that slice of pizza isn't good, but you're eating bread, cheese, and and sauce. Like, Which, by the way, I don't know if we ever reported back on the slice of pizza from the Sixers game. You had it, undersold that like a mug. That stuff slapped. Better than New York pizza, honestly. How about the crust? Crust, the crust no bueno. No bueno <laughs> on the crust. You're going to take the whole picture, but yeah. like You can't argue mashed potatoes, and if you do argue that, fuck you. That's kind of it. Uh, my number two and this is a little july 4th theme and maybe a little personal i love pasta salad i don't know i okay. whether it's the little macaroni noodles whether it's penne with the mayo usually have like some some carrots in there something crunchy to add in there um i don't know it's just always a staple at a barbecue for me when it's too mayo-y and overdressed it kind of ruins it but I love pasta salad. I, I that's actually a good call. I don't know if it would be top three for me, as it's obviously like I said, not. You put your list in there first, but, and you're just gonna dominate. Me. But but pasta salad is is great. It's I much prefer it to coleslaw. Coleslaws not a coleslaw guy. Coleslaw is trash. And then uh, potato salad. I actually think potato salad can be good, but I much not prefer a salad guy pasta salad. Yeah, pasta salad's my my number three or my number two, and my number one, which I'm. Um, I'm obviously going to get shit for dips. Just all dips. This is not a side, obviously. Sure it is. Spinach dip, guac. I'm not going to say salsa, but like. It's not a side. Nope. Not even close to a side. You would never order chicken with a side of guacamole. That is a good point. You would never order, you know, but your shrimp you with a side of artichoke dip. <laughs> you just you just ordered appetizers. You yeah. just showed up at the barbecue and someone has dips. Those aren't thinking, side dishes. <laughs> when you're right, you're right. <laughs> when you're right, you're right. Try again. Shoot again. Can you come up with a new number one on the spot? You go to yours and then I'll, okay. I'll, I'll try and think of it. All right. Number one for me, easy. Mac and cheese. Um if you don't like mac and cheese, you're either lactose intolerant or you're an idiot. So mac and cheese, number one. And there's levels like mashed Even potatoes. Even if you are lactose intolerant. Right. You probably still like it. You take the pill. What's the best mac and cheese you've ever had? My mom's. And I she know. She makes fire mac. It's a family recipe that is just cherish. Absolutely cherish. And are you more of like a baked mac type of guy? I'm I'm down for whatever. I like I, the Mac shells. I like craft. I yeah, like my, my grandma's is like this like fat penne noodle. It's like crispy mm. on top. The um, one thing I'll say though, I don't love when it's mac and cheese is the whole meal. 
like oh, no, like no, no, the mac and cheese with like meat in it or the mac like brisket mac and cheese lobster mac and cheese like of course that slaps but like i actually prefer it as a sometimes, side sometimes, dish sometimes less is more truffle you know what I mean? mac slaps truffle mac with the breadcrumbs and everything mm-hmm, mm-hmm. let's try to throw out some honorable mentions for side dishes i, I know you're a baked beans guy i was surprised I, not to see that in yours i like baked beans but it, it's far from the top of my list for so a like bar French, for a fourth so of july like, so French, French fry. fries aren't a side dish. Yeah, they are. Really? What? All right. That's my number one. Are you dead ass? You wouldn't call fries a side dish? What do you want as your side? Fries or fruit? Fries or salad? Like, that's literally the question that they ask you. Do you right, want? I'm taking fries. Do, wait, Abe. Have you ever heard this question before? Do you want a side of fries? Yeah, but I've also heard do you want a side of dip? Do you want a side? You're ordering your chicken burgers, and you're like, do you want a side of artichoke dip? Sure. Can I I get you a side of salsa for (laughs) $4.95? Yes, that sounds fantastic, actually. All right, fries, 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 whatever you want. That saves the I have a side of ketchup, please? Yeah, that'll do. All right, Eagleson, pop in here. Let's talk NHL, hockey, puck. What side dishes stink? What no? What's a Canadian side dish? Maple syrup, <laughs> milk in a bag. Yep, all those things probably like. I don't know. Like you can get like small amounts of poutine as a side dish. I guess. I'm, I'm like, sorry. It's so uncultured for being on. on this earth for a quarter what of did a, you say? a century. You've never heard of poutine. Like I, Vladimir. I actually. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think we call it poutine here in the states. Yeah. Does that ring a bell either? You want to explain, Jack? Uh, Eagleson, explain what poutine is. Well, like it sounds like you'd probably love it. It's fries with gravy and cheese curds. It's amazing. But gravy, I don't think it's the same gravy that we use. How do you in the spell States. that, Jack? Poutine. P O U T I N E. It's like uh, loaded fries. It's like loaded That's fries. That's exactly what this is off Google Images. Yeah. Obviously, that shit is fire. Yeah, and that kind of fits Abe's number one. So there you go. Fries and dip. So, so the game day wants us actually, they hit me up and they said, we want you to do a ride with Jack uh, International. Ride with Abe? Ride with Jack? Ride with Jack, which would oh, I'm, oh, I'm oh, saying. Okay. But you could you could come through for a trip. We either go down to Mexico or above the border. What come do we say? Here. I mean, international, there's 200-something countries in the world. Let's not limit our options over here, Jack. If they're paying, we're going somewhere. We're not going to fucking territory of Quebec. No offense, Eagle Sam, but, like, if they're offering to do an international one, when you think of I'm going to I don't think they're saying we're going to Bora Bora, Abe. You said international, which means anywhere outside of the United States is fair game. Uh, I would even venture to say that Canada isn't even international. I mean, it is, it is based though. off R.J. Barrett playing in the international qualifier last night. But Eagleson, what's going did you on? Know he, did you know he had a step back three? <laughs> what's up, Eagleson? Um, not much. Enjoying summer here. It's hot. Uh, nice. Dry yeah. What's cycle. the weather? It's hot. Like it's not as hot as it is here. Not not as hot as where Abe's at, but definitely pretty hot. Which is, I guess, nor- like normal for Canada around this time. But still, it's weird. You must be thrilled right now. Five to one, the Lightning beat the Habs. Yeah. Oh, they just beat up on them. It was so great. Is that is that just gonna be the theme of this? Is this Not, thing over yeah. in four? Yeah. Get the Abe. It's Thursday. Get the uh, mm, that little bad. timer out. I almost got away with it. 
<laughs> yeah, nope, we almost gave him not. way too much time. All right, Eagleson, you know the deal. Three. Yep. Speaking of which, before we start, someone DM me and was like, "Yo, can you please stop with the hockey noise at the end because it scares the shit out of me?" <laughs> One, no, we won't. Two, if you listen to this podcast. Every time it drops, you know when it's coming every time. <laughs> well, you don't technically. No, you can literally look at where you are in the podcast episode and watch it for a minute, and you know exactly when it's coming. Thank you for listening, whoever DM'd that to me, but the answer to your question is no, you won't stop. <laughs> With that being said, what the puck? Three, two, one. All right, so the Stanley Cup final is underway, and after game one, I can confidently say that this is actually going to be pretty fun to watch if you're rooting against Montreal. Game 1 ended with a 3-goal third period for Tampa, which helped them secure a 5-1 win over the Habs, and helped bring a tiny smile to my face. Now, during that game, Canadian's captain, Shea Weber, had a vicious, just horrible slash directed at Nikita Kucherov. He was fine the max, but I honestly think he should get more, maybe 5 or 6 game suspension. And he was directed at Kucherov's bad knee too. Like, I don't want to sound crazy or anything, but... Maybe assault? I don't know. Like, anyways, um, looking to game two, which uh, will already be done when you guys hear this, Tampa is missing a very underrated player on that team, Alex Kalorn with an undisclosed injury. And I have another message for you scumbag Hab fans. Andre Vasilevsky is so much better than Carey Price. He's already got a cup. He's going for a second. He's set records in elimination games, and he shows up when it really matters. I promise you, Montreal fans, by the end of his career, he will be leaps and bounds ahead of... I was really excited of where he would be. Leaps and leaps bounds and bounds there. above Carey Price. So, hey, never know. Let me let me fill you in based off that minute. Kalorn has scored first in a couple of the games. That's big. Uh, Vasilevsky, Tampa's goalie, shutouts in every clinching game in the playoffs. Pretty insane. Um, but what's insane to me? There's NHL drama that I didn't know about. Because I don't know if NHL Stop Twitter down the MLB. So I don't even know if the NHL Twitter exists. But Kucherov, the player he mentioned, who has the bad knee, um, he got hurt in the Islander series, came back, but he was out for the whole season. He misses the entire year because he misses the entire year. He is. I think he's like their maybe even their best player, second best Eagleson. Put it up with your fingers. First best, second. He's their best player. So he's their best Wait, player. Where's Stamkos? Stamkos is still really good, but he's getting a little washed up. So Kucherov's their best player. He sits the entire year because he gets hurt at the end of the bubble, and he, you know, it's a shortened season, shortened off season. Yeah, whatever. Gets hurt. He does not count against the salary cap. They're ten mil over. They're eighteen million dollars over the salary cap. Oh, so that I mean that makes so the salary cap is as fake in the NHL. As salary cap sport. does not count in the NHL against him, and then he comes back for Game One of the playoffs, and they're back with with even more talent than the team that won the Stanley Cup. Kind of crazy. So people are upset. Hmm. Eagleson, so Portland, any- Portland, Ben Simmons will not count against the. <laughs> yeah. Eagleson, so- any th- any thoughts there? Yeah, and even Stamkos was out for probably a little bit longer than people thought he would be during the season. So whenever he was out, it didn't count against the cap. And there's not a salary cap for the playoffs. So I guess the people, I mean, Tampa's front office people talked to Kucherov and they're like, if you want to sit out for a few extra months, then we could probably sign a few extra people. And he's like, okay, cool. And he comes back for game one of the playoffs. 
You're... Does he get paid though? Yeah, he still gets paid. Wow. Eagleson's uh, oot, like yeah. Gilson oot, yeah, it's is great. like he's emphasizing it today. Like <laughs> it's more than ever. Like in those in that last sentence, you said it twice, but you said it, you hit it hard. You said a fat oot. I oot. really can't hear like it. Like O O O T. So what do you think, Eagleson? Fair fair play or foul play? Like it, it it's a part of the rules. Like you can't say they're cheating. Like they have to be good enough where their best player can sit out and they'll still make the playoffs. Like, right. I don't know. It, it's a part so, of the rules. There's not really much you can do. And they're they're good enough all year to make the playoffs anyway. So, Oh, really he's also got like it. the most points in Stanley Cup history in a single postseason. Like, <laughs> like he came back and is like torching everyone. So they have that End to point. work with. And the fact that Tampa probably is full capacity and – Montreal doesn't. Like, yeah, and oh, yeah. and Braden Point, who's on the Lightning, scored in like nine straight playoff nine games. Nine straight. He yeah. almost oh, broke the record. Shit, Eagleson, I meant to text you. Yeah. Why did you, Why did you tell me Wayne Simmons was on the Leafs? Yeah, just signed. That's my him. guy. He, he he just resigned. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, I didn't even know he was on the team in the first place. That's my guy. <laughs> he he is Simmer. awesome. Was he the Wayne uh, train? Is he good for you guys? He was actually like he played pretty well at the beginning of the year, and then he had a wrist injury, and then he was out for a while, and he came back, and he wasn't really the same. And the playoffs, legend. If I knew that, I wouldn't have talked as much shit on the Leafs as I did. (laughs) That's a lie. Eagleson, any final thoughts? I said as much. Right. Uh, Happy Canada Day, because when you guys hear this, it'll be Canada Day. So. Wow. Interesting. What are you doing for it? Um, not drinking with my friends. Smart, smart, respectful. Abe, any final thoughts? Canada Day falls on the same weekend as technically United States Day. You guys couldn't have just let us have this one? Uh, I guess not. No, tomorrow's our day. All right. Well, happy Canada, Eagleson. Canada Day. (laughs) I hope you enjoy. Happy 4th to the listeners out there. Hopefully it freaking cools down on the East Coast and uh, the playoffs don't count. Plain Mm. and simple. Chris Paul, when you listen to this episode in the morning, hopefully you are a participant in the NBA Finals. I will see you in Phoenix. Snapback fam, much love. Not if Christy has anything to do with it. Peace.